0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, step right up. You're about to experience the most spectacular, sensational show in the whole wide world. Three rings, brimming with exciting entertainment, non-stop thrills, and fabulous feats. Feast your eyes on the fearless lion tamer. <laughs> The amazing acrobats on the flying trapeze. And the death-defying daredevils as they delight you and stimulate your senses. Join me as we circumnavigate the circus on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to... For your info, English. You got it. it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI for your English. This is the topic-based show where you're going to learn about everything and anything, and it's up to you. All you have to do is send me your suggestions, and I'll look into it. The list keeps getting longer, so keep them coming, as we say in English. Now, this was one I chose. Maybe somebody recommended it but I knew this was an episode that I wanted to do because the circus made such an impression on me at such a young age that I believe that my radio show and FYI has been affected by my early experiences at the circus. So this is a really special episode for me. Even though I can't remember the last time I went to a circus, one of my earliest memories is from a circus. And I'll tell you a little bit about that later on. Let's kick off with today's intro. I started by saying, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, step right up. And this is the classic ringleader or the ringmaster at the circus. This is the person who wears the top hat and the tails and really runs the show. The person who's telling you where to look, where to direct your attention. And if you were paying attention, I have a radio show that streams live every day. And at the beginning of the show, you hear, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. You know where I got it from now? from the circus, when I was three years old, one of my earliest memories. And I incorporated that into my radio show several decades later. Then I said, step right up, and step right up is come closer, come closer. It's something that you'll hear said at a carnival. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen, step right up. Then I said, you're about to experience the most spectacular, sensational show in the whole wide world. In Spanish, you say, el mundito mundial or something like this. No, el mundo mundial. Well, we say in the whole wide world. Now, it's not easy to say, but we say it pretty often. It's the most spectacular, sensational show in the whole wide world. Or at least that's what they'll have you believe. But something I noticed is the circus is all about exaggeration. It's all about things that are larger than life and taking you away from the doldrums of everyday life and bringing you to a place where all kinds of amazing feats can happen right before your very eyes. See, I told you I'm getting into it. Then I said there were three rings brimming with exciting entertainment. And three rings, the rings are the three different areas of the circus. And if you look at them, they are rings. They're round, like a ring you would wear on your finger. And brimming with is full of. I think you say de exciting entertainment non-stop thrills. Thrills are things that cause adrenaline rushes and fabulous feats. And these are all words that we've looked at on FYI. The word feat is athanya. Then I said, feast your eyes on the fearless lion tamer. And to feast your eyes is a very carnivalesque way of saying, look over there. I guess it would be more common these days to say, check out the fearless lion tamer. But I wanted to stylize it. I wanted to use circus speak. And the lion tamer is the person who goes in the cage with the lions, who has a whip and tries to tame the lions. And the word tame is domesticado o amansado in Spanish. But perhaps you prefer the amazing acrobats on the flying trapeze or the death-defying daredevils. And to defy death means to look death in the face and give it the middle finger. And a daredevil is somebody who's not afraid of anything. I always think of evil Knievel. He was one of the first or at least one of the most famous daredevils ever. And I wrapped up by saying they delight you and stimulate your senses. Careful with that one. It's not stimulate. It's stimulate your senses. The you sounds like you. And then I said, join me as we circumnavigate the circus on this week's episode of FYI. So how about you? Yay or nay? Are you a person who sees yourself going to circuses from time to time? Or it's not your cup of tea? As I said, in my case, I love circuses, but not enough to attend them. I love them because of the impact they've had on my life as an entertainer, as a teacher. I realize the importance of keeping people entertained. And that's why you get FYI and The Show With No Name and my books. They're a form of edutainment. Oh, and the icing on the cake, as well as being one of my first memories ever. The circus, I remember clearly like it was yesterday. I was with my dad, and he took me to MSG. Yes, MSG is a food additive, but it's also Madison Square Garden. And that was my first time at a circus. That was my first time at a show, period. Period. And it was my first time in New York City. You can just imagine little Alberto's three-year-old brain going on overload. I think I saw enough stuff that day to last me a lifetime. And it was all so new and fresh and entertaining. And I'm sure many of our circus buffs out there recognize that circus theme music. Here's a trivia question. I mean, I know you all know the But what is the name of the song? Did you say Entrance of the Gladiators? If so, give yourself a pat on the back. It's Entrance of the Gladiators and it came out in 1897. Now let's take a look at the etymology of the word circus. The word circus dates back from Roman times when arenas such as the Circus Maximus, well, they would stage chariot races and they had gladiator contests and they had these mock battles and to mock is like to parody something. It's also another way of saying to make fun of. And the word circus is a variation of the Roman word for circle or ring. And as we'll see, many cultures had things that could be considered the predecessors of the modern-day circus. The early day circuses, many of them started as menageries. And a menagerie is a collection of animals. I think you call it casa de fieras in Spanish. And then they developed into what they are today. And we're going to talk about some of those firsts that changed the circus world. But popular entertainment acts such as juggling, they date back to ancient civilizations like the Greek... Roman, Egyptian, Indian, Aztec, and even Polynesian civilizations. And there's even a Chinese circus that dates back to the Qin Dynasty, which reigned from 225 to 207 B.C., BC stands for Before Christ. So there was always a need for entertainment. But when was the modern circus invented? The circus that's more or less as we know it today. Good question. I thought you would never ask. The modern circus was invented by a trick horse rider from London. And a trick horse rider is somebody who rides a horse and does tricks. The guy's name was Philip Astley. And he opened up his own amphitheater, and it was called the Amphitheater of Equestrian Arts in London. And that was in 1768. So you could say the modern circus, the circus as we know it today, started in 1768. Now, Philip Astley never called his show a circus, it was his competition that first coined the term. A writer and actor named Charles Dibden. And he founded a company that was called the Royal Circus. And as I said, he formed that company, that competing company with Astley's direct rival, a guy named Charles Hughes. So the circus, the idea came from Philip Astley. The name came from Charles Hughes and Charles Dibden, the Charleses. Here's a fun fact. The standard circus ring is still 42 feet in diameter. For my friends in Europe, that's 12.8 meters. The cool thing about that is I said the word still because that is the original size that was established by Philip Astley. And we're going to learn tons of fun facts in the bonus episode. Just a quick reminder, there's a bonus episode every week. You can get Two episodes of FYI for those of you who are hungry for more. Today we'll look at P.T. Barnum. You're probably familiar with this guy from the movie The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. We'll also talk about tragedy in the circus and controversy. You know I love a little bit of controversy. We'll talk about unconventional circuses. And as I said, lots of idioms and fun facts. If you want access to the bonus episode, all you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and you can find out more. You can get bonus episodes every week, PDF documents with all the vocabulary and expressions, and if you're in our higher levels, you can have a weekly review class with me, and it's tons of fun. We're always cracking up in class. And... If you're in our highest level, our interstellar level, you get all that stuff and a monthly private class with me. As I've said, it's a deal, especially if you know you want classes with me. Or maybe you just want the extra material so that you can use it as a study aid and you can follow along. Either way, you've got tons of amazing options in my curious community. You just got to go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Lina, Javier, Paco, Roberto, Jose Maria, Mila, and Alex. And don't forget about my interstellar students, the ones who get a monthly private class with me, Carmen, Isa, Paco, David, and Edgar. If you want more information, go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Now, where were we? We'll be back in a flash. Hey, guys, this your girl, Lira, and you're listening to Self Reflection Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of self-reflection podcast. I hope this podcast episode finds you in the best possible state that you can be in for yourself today. Um, you know, and if you're not doing your best, I hope, you know, you find some time to care for your mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, and your psychological health. You know, I hope you find some time to do some self-reflection. Um, just gather yourself and, you know, Find the best possible way you can deal with what you're dealing with in this moment, right? Oh, right. Let's look at some feats and firsts. And feats are athanas, great things. And firsts are, well, the first time something's ever been done. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. We already talked about the first circus being in London in 1768. Well, when was the first American circus founded? That was founded on April 3rd, 1793. It was founded by John Bill Ricketts, an Englishman, by the way. He saw how well it was starting to work in England and brought it over to the United States. And do you know who was in attendance? Do you know who was in the house? GW, baby. What? GW? George Washington, the original gangster. The OG, as we say. If you're from the old school, we say you're an OG, an original gangster. Another first was by a guy named Joshua Purdy Brown, and he staged the first circus in a tent, or what we call a big top, and that was in the year 1825. So more than 30 years had passed until they put it under a tent. Before that, circuses were performed in buildings or in the open air. And the name I said before, P.T. Barnum. You couldn't talk about circuses without talking about P.T. Barnum. Again, if you've seen the movie The Greatest Showman, then you'll be familiar with his story. Although, I have to say, the movie really tried to clean up his image in the end. I wonder if it was paid for by his estate. Well, either way, he was an important figure. He was the first one to use special trains as a form of transportation from one town to another. And this really paved the way for traveling circuses. And now, I think most circuses are traveling circuses. So he was the pioneer of, we'll take the circus to you. And he found a way to use the technology of that day and age of railroads to use it to his advantage. And we'll talk more about this mysterious man in the bonus episode. But uh, he is a controversial character, to say the least. Let's talk about the different parts of a circus. And when I say parts, I mean the performers. Because we've already talked about the big top. You've got the ticket booth. Or the box office. You say taquilla in Spanish. You've got my favorite part, which is the sideshow. And the sideshow is where you can go and see all the freaks. The bearded woman. The tiniest man alive. The pretzel sisters. I guess they were co-joined twins. Well, if you want to see the only full-time permanent sideshow left in the world... You can do that still, and you can do it at Coney Island in New York City. We have an episode on Coney Island, and as I said, it is a quirky place. Just think, it's the only place that still has a freak show, a sideshow. Just think of that character in The Simpsons. Sideshow Bob is his name. And the word freak here no es un freaky, sino un bicho raro. Un friki de algo sería a geek. So you guys who are listening to this, you are language geeks. Frikis de idiomas. These people in the sideshow were, as they called them, freaks of nature. Just another reason to go to Coney Island. I don't mean it's good to stare at people and gawk at them or anything like that, but it's a piece of history. They're slowly disappearing. Because it's not a good idea to go put somebody, a human, on display and say, take a look at the fattest woman in the world. I think that entertainment is frowned upon these days. And if something is frowned upon, está mal visto. So we haven't even gone inside. We're still in the sideshow tent. But before we get into the performers, let's talk about how circuses have evolved. They started out with acts like juggling and acrobatics and gradually they evolved into including tricks that were performed by animals including wild animals and now more recently there's been a trend to go back to circuses being driven by human acts and we'll talk about the animals and their treatment in the bonus episode let's just put it this way it's going to turn your stomach te va dar nauseas You can't have a circus without jugglers. And another fun fact, legendary screen actor Cary Grant started his performance career working as an acrobat and a juggler. And if you think about it, the predecessor to Hollywood was vaudeville, which was like songs and performances. So again, there were many predecessors, many different elements that came together to make the circus as we know it today. But I read that a lot of other famous actors got their start there. So jugglers. Gotta give respect to the jugglers. Oh, and to juggle is an expression. I'm juggling a lot of things right now. That means I've got a lot of things on my plate. I think we're all juggling a lot of things in life. Don't forget about the acrobats. They're amazing on the flying trapeze, or whether they're on the tight rope, which I always thought was funny. You call it La Cuerda Floja, and we call it the tight rope estirada. Don't forget about the stilt walkers, and the stilt walkers are people who walk on stilts and it makes them a lot taller. Perhaps some of the most controversial performers in a circus, and I don't mean because they're bad people. But it's more about the phobia. I'm talking about clowns here. And I'm not clowning around. (laughs) No estoy haciendo el payaso. No estoy de broma. Many, many people suffer from colorophobia. This is the fear of clowns. I don't think I suffer from this. But I'm not a huge fan of clowns. But also, you can't have a circus without a clown, can you? or a car full of clowns. Well, we'll look at some more expressions that have to do with clowns and clowning around in the bonus episode. But it's a highly physical job. They don't use any words. It's all miming. And it has historical roots, cultural roots, in the Italian commedia dell'arte. It was a form of pantomime. It was this Italian theater with stock characters. I would say modern sitcoms are based on Commedia dell'Arte, too. You've got the confidant, the bad guy, the handsome one, and every time I think of pantomime, I think of Charlie Chaplin. He was one of the most influential clowns and comedians ever, and he had a sense of humor even when he wasn't on screen. One time, he entered a Charlie Chaplin look-alike contest. The irony? He came in third place. So I guess there was another two guys out there that looked more like Charlie Chaplin than he did. Is that even possible? Well, either way, I call that having a sense of humor. And a good one at that. And don't forget about your contortionists. These people who bend in all these weird positions. It's crazy. I imagine some of these performers have to be double-jointed, and a joint is una articulación, but they have to be extremely limber and extremely flexible. So I guess there's one thing we're seeing here. Being a circus performer can be a very physically demanding job. It's not some cushy office job where you're sitting in the A.C. And if the circus still has animals, well, just think of the smell of the elephant poop in the background. You can say poop, or another way to say it is dung. This is especially when we're talking about animals. There's a famous animal called the dung beetle. Anyway, I'm dung talking about that. (laughs) Okay, all right. Moving on. My favorite have always been the daredevils, the ones who fear nothing. They will stand in harm's way and do death-defying acts. I'll never forget the first time I saw a sword swallower. It hurt me to look at him, and I wasn't the one with a sword in my throat. But my favorite daredevils are the ones that go in that globe of death. Those are the motorcycles that go around in this small little globe. Oh, man, I remember being amazed by that. It left such an impression on me. And then there was a poor woman standing in the middle. And I remember thinking to myself, I was three years old, but I remember thinking to myself, okay, those guys are daring, but the woman is ten times more daring for standing in there. You've also got unicyclists magicians. Don't forget about the human cannonball. And it's all led by the ringleader. And we don't only use this word when we talk about circuses. The ringleader is also the leader of an organization. Let me give you an example. Pablo Escobar was the ringleader of the drug operation. And another expression we use is a three-ring circus. Yeah, you could say, man, this is a circus. But if you want to add emphasis, you would say, this is a three-ring circus. And the usage is exactly the same as in Spanish there. The same way you would say it's a zoo. Just remember, we don't say "tho," we say zoo. But whether you like circuses or not, there's one thing that we can say. Circuses are a great form of entertainment for the whole family. At some point during the show, you will be left in awe, asombrado. And speaking of, I hope you were left in awe in this week's episode of FYI.